Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of your team's mercenaries. I am your DM this evening, the green protagonist, and I am joined by my friends, starting with Mammoth Grunt. Hi, I'm Mammoth. I play Zio Diatore. I am a fourth level rogue, first level monk, human. We also have with us General. Hi, I play James Bronze, a dwarf, a uh, bard of the creation. Wild chipmunks. Hey there, I play MK002, a warforged monk. And jar of non-alcoholic gin. I play Pizza, a drow psi warrior who doesn't speak common. Alright, last episode we caught up with Zio's antics. He attempted to go out and find help, but unfortunately he was very unsuccessful at getting anything down. He took uh, Joy, Yotina, the vase off the boat, and he set on fire and pushed it out into sea, hoping the smoke signal would reach somebody. We are still yet to see the results of that. Uh, meanwhile, the party was on the upper floor. They saw uh, MK's new good look, and we and somebody collapsed in laughter. He got a little bit of rest, and he looked a little bit better for it. Zio joined the rest of the party. Uh, somebody went down to the dock to join Yotina, where he then saw whatever was left of the burning boat. I'm certain he's thrilled about that. The party then proceeded to enter the second master bedroom, where they found a, an impression of an old note, and then Pizza was promptly attacked from by a bed. We are now pick up where we left off. That was fucked up. You see, uh, the bed is sprawled across the ground. It's absolutely mangled, and the juices are beginning to flow into the floorboards. It looks kind of like an oil puddle, but it's a little bit more pastel in color, and it's, it's gross. You see, it's burning the carpet at the edges a little bit, whatever part of it manages to touch it. <laughs> so, how many of these have you all found? Too many, too many. One, two, three, They're... four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're everywhere. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You guys are almost up to 20. <laughs> Too many to count. There's not that many of us. <laughs> I see. Well, shall we proceed? Yes, let's try a story here. Maybe it's a closet uh, and someone's trapped inside. Oh, very good. Pizza's going to step up behind you, James Bronze, with his axe high. James, you open the door and you step aside as you're trying to navigate around, and the sofa next to the door lunges out and attacks you. I like, I, how did I know that that was Mimic? <laughs> I just knew it. I, I honestly thought Zio was going to trigger it. So, Zio, right behind you, James Bond is working with the door, and he just happens to get a little too close to this, this little love seat, which then rapidly turns around and lunges out towards him. Does a 23 hit your AC? Oh my god. I rolled high. Knock it off. <laughs> uh, six damage and you are considered grapple. Go ahead and roll an attack against it. I don't know how that works. Is it disadvantage? Hmm? The attack? Dis no. Grappled only reduces your speed and it does whatever other things get prompted by a grapple. So while grappled, you cannot move from this spot if the mimic... Well, it, I did it for the smaller mimic... I made it so it slows your speed. This is a chair-sized mimic, so it's a bit bigger. So you are regular grappled. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. James Brothers has had pretty much enough of this place. <laughs> so he's going to uh, cast a thunderclap 
Okay. Does that hit people around you as well? <laughs> Five feet radius. So, it, does it center off of you or something? Oh, okay. Uh, that is a good question. If it centers off of you, it's going to hit pizza too. As well as the yeah. pizza. Oh, you guys are closer. God damn it. Shit. Wrong button. <laughs> Fuck us up. <laughs> Do it. Uh, I'm trying to find. You create a burst of thunder sound up here to blah blah. At will. Range five feet. Doesn't really is it a say. Cantrip? It is. Range. Okay, it's like a. I think it's like a melee spell. So it's like a shotgun blast in front of you, and it so it's a cone. Things. I I think it's like a cone, but it's wider technically because otherwise it wouldn't hit the, the spaces surrounding. I'd have to look at the sage advice to know for certain. But we're just gonna run with the it hits in front of you because it's a cantrip, a regular attack cantrip. Okay, so it would not hit zero. Yeah, we'll say he's safe. I wouldn't care anyway. <laughs> still do it. Okay, uh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Uh, con save. He chose one of the two things mimics are good at doing. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Does that save? No. Okay, so roll your damage. They are good at that. That's one of the two things I just rolled, though. Yeah, it's eight thunder damage. Okay. You rattle it. The thunderclap is very loud, and Zio, I imagine you're a bit startled if your ears aren't ringing. All right. Uh, here's the next attack from the mimic. It is attacking with advantage because it has you grappled. Does a ten hit your AC? <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, you startled the mimic too, and it's a little bit disoriented, so it bites its own tongue. <laughs> your next attack. Actually, no. That's the second attack of the mimic. So at this point, it's considered the party convenes, and the mimic is decimated. Okay. You have one point of paranoia. Okay. Well, that was annoying. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll step in here. I don't think it'll trigger anything, right? Yeah. Okay, this closet appears to have been upturned just like the last one. All these clothes are on the ground and, you know, clearly have been rooted through. Is there gold on them too? Uh, roll investigation to check. Uh, investigation. And James, as you go deeper into the closet, you find out it's got an L bend, and at the end of it, there appears to be a ladder going upwards. Yeah, I was looking at that. I got a five investigation. Does anybody want to assist? Yeah, I, I will assist. All right, uh, go ahead and roll with advantage, James. Okay. What well, is one more? There we go, 18. Okay, 18 is enough to know that, yes, this co these clothes also appear to have some loose change in their pockets. Considering the fact that all these clothes probably haven't been worn. The servants recently went through them. You think it's probably customary practice in this family to add coins to clothes so they always have money in their pockets, which is weird, but they're wealthy, so I don't know. D100 says you guys find 70 silver. Okay. And 13 gold in total. Mm. And you guys discovered the ladder to the attic. Let us ascend. Okay. <laughs> Answer my question before I was going to ask. All right, are you ready? I should. I am. close the door. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That's another teleporting one. Okay. Well, it does serve to stop you. Let me read the let me read the description real fast. So you guys enter the attic. The first thing that hits you is the smell of this room. It just reeks of age, mildew, and dust. You hear as you take your first steps in, the floorboards creaking beneath you. This place is far more echoey and gross-sounding than before. 
from what you can see in this dimly lit room, there's a little bit of sunlight coming from just around in general ambience, sleeping through the floorboards and stuff like that. So it's not completely dark up here, thanks to sunlight from outside. But it's still a little bit dim, and you've never seen such a large assortment of fantastical junk before. Whoever Mr. Micatellero is, they've had an eccentric taste for quite some time. Just look, looking around the room, you see things like cannonballs, what appears to be a trident, maybe a dragon skull or drake skull. There's a ballista up here, a stone statue of what's like a fat pig gargoyle, hard to say exactly, a sleeping bag, some random gemstone, a broom, all sorts of things and other things that are buried under other things. Mm-hmm. Probably not a Mimic's perfect hiding place or anything like that. Right. Um, <laughs> MK will look around at a room with a a uh, clear collection of hiding places. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious if Pass Without Trace, a spell that casts a veil of shadows and silence that radiates from you, masking you and your companions for the duration from detection for the duration each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you as a 10 plus 10 bonus to dexterity strength checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. Mm-hmm. Would this, would, excuse me, would this prevent a, a mimic from noticing us as we rummage through garbage? We'll rule it the same as we did in the basement. Uh, if you encounter a mimic, then you will catch it kind of off guard and you'll have more time to react and you'll get a first lick in. Have I cast this before yes your memory is very bad sir you cast it in the basement and you were able to get up right next to a mimic and actually make it jump in surprise mm. so you'll get the same advantage somebody gets assuming your stealth roll that you roll with the plus 10 is high enough i see okay and this is uh each creature you choose within 30 feet so i could choose all of us you can make all the party members have this benefit Actually, I think you're still concentrating on it. Don't cast it, because I think you're concentrating on it. That's what a little symbol on you is supposed to be. Oh! 20 minutes left of that spell. Uh, MK will wink at the party. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking on his toes, as always. Uh, MK would like to look around and see if there's anything particularly interesting in this room that would garner his attention first. All right. Go ahead and roll an investigation for me. I will also do that. Okay. Uh, I have a nat one. You have any modifier to that? Just a one, so that's a two. <laughs> I got a 12. You roll a 12. Okay. Something does catch your eye, James. You find what appears to be a black velvet mask that is stitched with silver thread. You rummage underneath something, and you find something that looks valuable, is essentially what it turns into. Okay. You said it was a mask? Yes, black velvet mask stitched with silver thread. Oh, we'll take that. <laughs> Stick it in my back. <laughs> For anybody, make sure, uh, make sure he moves. Um, should anyone see anything that might be a mimic? Can I make a check? Investigation or perception or what? You can go ahead and make a perception check if you so desire. Yeah, Pizza would like to do the same. Uh, is a 13. Wait, no, 14. These all just look, this looks like a room full of objects. As far as you can tell, you can't tell if anything's a mimic. Well, fuck me sideways. Well, boys, it's nice knowing you. Take a step forward. Oh, God. You don't trigger anything with that step. 
Does pizza see anything out of 17? As far as you can tell, this is a room full of objects. And with this, I would remind you guys that I have already uh, revealed to you that mimic disguises are perfect. You cannot discern a mimic with a perception check. Could we just... He pulls out a dagger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do you choose to stab? Dragon skull. You choose to stab the dragon skull. I want you to roll a wisdom save for me. This is to prevent you from getting paranoia for attacking something you don't know whether or not is a mimic. Elliot would be so pissed off right now. It's like, oh, a dragon skull. We could sell that. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> That's exactly what he would be doing. I got a 22. Okay, so you pass the wisdom save. You do not gain paranoia for this. Go ahead and step into the dragon skull spot. Damn it. <laughs> so you do not get a leg up on a potential mimic. You damage the skull and you chip it, and now it's got an even bigger crack in it. Whatever value it might have had left, considering how disgusting it is, probably is reduced even further. And everybody, you can follow a similar process. Wisdom save. Everybody gets a plus one except for Zio because he wasn't there for the cat meal. The cat meal? <laughs> I got up on that. <laughs> that, gave, that gave you a plus one to wisdom save specifically oh, for this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> did you just lift that from Monster Hunter, by the way? I did, 100%. And I admit okay. that in blooper. Okay. Good. Good. You happy with it? Palicos are the best. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to try to get it. Because there's this bend here and I can't see around it right now. Uh, I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah, oh, uh, huh. <laughs> I don't want to step on the bear trap, so I'm going to go <laughs> diagonal. Uh, the bear trap does not appear to be primed. It's kind of just laying there. Okay. Oh my god, that would have been a perfect mag. Yeah, it would have. I'm going to step on it. I knew it! <laughs> yep. The bear trap was a mimic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's so sad. He got us. Okay, hold on. I have to know. I have to know. If I went diagonal, would I have not set it off? You would have had to go left than down to not set it off. <laughs> left than down. Like yeah. that diagonal motion would have set off? Each of the traps is set in a perfect square. So when you move diagonally, technically oh, it you goes move through, one direction okay. than the other. So cool, it cool. would have gone through and triggered it. So try to keep your movements in four cardinal directions if you want to truly not step on something. Now, granted, if I did the doors right, then that would be easier, but that's my bad. Okay, here comes. Uh, so the bear trap, the center of it, the little disc part, puffs up really fast and shoots out towards you. This is the pseudopod attack. Does a 24 hit your AC? Yes. Here's the damage. You take seven bludgeoning and you are considered grappled. Okay. You may now attack the mimic. <laughs> Thunderclap. All right. Go ahead. Oh, I roll a con. Mm -hmm. I rolled an 18. Okay, so I think it takes half damage. Okay, roll damage? Four. Okay, he takes four damage. It doesn't seem to be complete, perfectly swayed. That's not going to deter the attack. Here comes the bite attack with advantage since you're grappled. Does a... 12 hit your AC. Oh. All right, so despite it being a bear trap and probably normally really good at biting it looks like it takes a little too long to get the teeth to pop out the back side of the bear trap teeth which are the mimic teeth and it has to invert itself inside out to come at you so it's very very telegraphed and you're able to reach out and grab it and hold it and prevent it from actually biting down on you at this point there's two attacks the party convene and eliminate it 
you are currently at two paranoia. You guys see that fucking bear chap? Jesus. <laughs> Price, I'm not, I could have lost a leg there. I couldn't have asked for a better wind up for that. <laughs> that was fucked. I thought for sure it would be the dragon skull. <laughs> I knew this area was going to be tricky for exactly that. All right, when you guys step to the left half of the uh, the attic, which you couldn't see before because it was separated by a divider, you see a couple of interesting sights. There is what appears to be a decommissioned guillotine, the top of a totem pole, a what appears to be a coffin that's chained shut, a statue of a fish that looks a little bit wonky, and a harp. You also see a pile of sandbags and what appears to be maybe a person behind it. I don't want to move forward anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, gonna do it. Sandbags. Uh, hello? Hello? Anybody here? Nobody responds to you. If you're here, you have to tell us. We're cops. <laughs> it does not appear that the figure behind the sandbags is responding to you. Okay. Does it appear to be alive? You'd have to get closer to know for certain. Where is it? Are you guys all piled on top of each other? We are. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, directly to the north in the corner. Okay. I imagine we're all doing the Scooby-Doo thing. It, it's the gentleman yeah. with the long ears and the blue shirt, per whatever icon I put there. Although that's not necessarily accurate to what that person is. MK will nod at the party, and he'll step forward. And he'll just punch the sugar out of this harp right in front of him. Roll me a wisdom save, and don't step forward until until we confirm what you're attacking, okay? Okay. That means there's a trap in here. But yes, roll me the wisdom save. Since you step forward already, you know it's not, but you gotta do the wisdom save to prevent the paranoia. Which, yours is a little harder since you're still maxing paranoia. 14? 14 does not save, unfortunately. So you punch, you punch the harp, and it just shatters underneath your fist, because you're a very qualified monk and your fists are very hard got one <laughs> it appears to have been a normal heart you take three psychic damage as something pops within your body uh oh preferably around the head but I don't know where your processing unit is <laughs> something's going wrong guys why are we doing this again that's a good question listen we, <laughs> we gotta find the callers right otherwise we don't get paid and then joy dies you want Joy's head on your shoulders? I could be out crafting a raft right now. What a raft? We should. We have a boat. What do you mean? Why would we need a raft? Yeah, just for recreational reasons. Ah, uh, right. We could tow it behind the boat when we yeah. leave. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna step to the left one so I can get a shot. Okay, I'm gonna shoot. We're playing fucking Minesweeper here. I know. Yeah, we are. I'm going to shoot at the fish right here. Okay, you shoot at the fish. Which, from the spot you're standing, you would have to climb up on top of the guillotine to do that. Which, I assume you already moved on top of the spot, so nothing happens when you step there. Yeah. Okay. So you shoot at the fish, roll your wisdom save. Mimics can't replicate people, right, guys? Gotcha. I don't know. Do you want to roll a history check to try to ascertain that? Sure. Uh, 18 wisdom. You passed your wisdom save. You're safe. Uh, the arrow glances off the fish. It does not react. I got a six. We see this body back here in the corner, right? 
Yep, from your guys' current vantage point, the only person who can't see it is Zio, but he saw it earlier, so he knows it's there. I got another natural 20 for history. Natural 20 for history? Yeah. From what you guys have heard of mimics, they're most famous for copying objects. And usually that's because when they move, they, are, they have a very peculiar way of moving. So if you see one moving in any fashion, it just looks sluggish. It has to like pseudopod out. So it's impractical for a mimic to copy something that isn't stationary. Mm-hmm. If a mimic were to try to copy a person, which I don't know if there's any accounts of like a tamed mimic, <laughs> then it would probably it would probably look bizarre as mimics so, don't typically have bones. Impractical, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. And seeing as this is a corpse and it's sitting still, it matches the uh, what you would expect a still object to be like. So it does not completely rule out this thing potentially being a mimic. Rain, you're really showing your hand here. <laughs> you got a 20. I can't, I gotta tell you that. Pizza's gonna try casting uh, dancing lights okay. and leaving them all combined, so it makes a vaguely humanoid form of medium size. Okay. And I'm just going to send it around the room. It doesn't say anything about it actually putting weight on things, so I don't... Me, personally, I don't think that's enough to actually, like, poke something. It wouldn't be the same forceful impact. Like, you can move it around, and it can light up the room, but in terms of trying to jostle something out of its hiding spot... No promises. But it's going to look like a humanoid figure-ish, which is where mm-hmm. I was going with that. Yes. Run it around the room real quick. You run around the room, you get a better view of the various things in here. It lights it up a lot more than it was before. But uh, nothing you move the light over appears to spring to life. Hmm. Well, that didn't fucking work. <laughs> no. Throw a dagger at the corpse? Uh, yes, you can. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. I would love to. Oh, wisdom save too. Let's do that first. So wisdom save first. That's a 19 plus 3. A 22 are, again. You are safe. You do not suffer paranoia. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. Okay. So I have the assassin feature, which means that if someone hasn't attacked... Hasn't attacked yet. I get advantage. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if I hit anything it, that I hit is a critical, I believe. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Love where this is going. I'm gonna kill the only survivor in here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you say get that. That is a seventeen. Advantage automatic crit regardless. Yes, a seventeen yep. hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. And I assume you're sneak attacking too. Yep. So let's even prone with even prone with full cover that would still hit this. Okay. So that's one d four plus two d six plus four so ten. Is that twenty? One d four two d six four plus twenty plus two d six and one d four. Twenty eight points of damage. Right. Uh, describe how you kill. The sole survivor of whatever happened here. <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> Hold out to him. He didn't answer. This is this is why I can't be a PC. <laughs> I I threw a dagger and I hit him like in the temple. 
with the blade and it just like sinks through into his brain. Oh my god. Alright. It sinks into his brain, you hear. <laughs> and whatever rigidity that happened in that moment slumps back and you hear a thump against the ground. He does not dissolve into liquid. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Zio. All corpses make that sound when you hit them, don't worry. And then he winks. <laughs> yeah. You see you see him like faintly glitch out for a second. <laughs> and a warning shows up at the bottom of the screen. See, so, yeah, I'm giving you as a bonus for that, I'm giving you three paranoia counters for that. As a bonus. What does that mean? <laughs> Hold on. It means your hose, homie. You just you just murdered a man? This is not the first person that Zio has killed. You murdered a man out of paranoia. That's why you're getting more paranoia. What am I at? I'm at three now? You are now at three. I went from zero to three. Yes. Just by killing a man. Motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, killed a man, you killed a man out of paranoia. This is a special circumstance, and I think it requires a special punishment. <laughs> Guys, this is why I DM. Because I'm a terrible, terrible player. Are you are you guys ready for bad to get worse? Uh-huh. What happens? James, your feet. You can't lift them up anymore. Why not? And the guillotine drops down and swings free and becomes part of an arm. You guys are now facing a large guillotine mimic, which James is attached to. Roll initiative. Oh, come on. Jesus. Except roll initiative. 11. 10. 12. Well, uh, Mimic goes first. So it's going to go ahead and since it gets James as a freebie, it's going to go ahead and pseudopod MK. Okay. And it is doing a surprise, so it is getting advantage. Does a 17 hit your armor class? It does. You take ten bludgeoning damage, Achy. and you are grappled by the mimic. Both both uh, James and MK002 are grappled. This mimic is large, and it appears to be abnormal in comparison to what you've seen before. That is the end of its turn. MK, it is now your turn. Okay. MK is going to attempt uh, to destroy this gigantic tiefling. How about it? All right, he will start with an unarmed strike. Okay. Does a 16 hit? A 16 does hit. This creature is large and very easy to hit. That's six damage. All right. And then he's going to attempt another unarmed strike. Does a 20 hit? A 20 hits. Roll damage. That's four. And then he'll spend a key point so he can perform two additional unarmed strikes. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's two more. The first one is a 22. Second one is a 15. Both hit. Go ahead and roll damage for each. Nine and nine. All right. Max, max. All right. You deal a total of, I believe, 28 damage to the Mimic. But it is <laughs> big and it is burly. It is not going down like all the small fries that you've seen up to this point. MK has only played three sessions, but has, through his life, consistently performed higher damage than Clayton Dune's <laughs> human fighter ever did. That's what the power of punches do. All right, it is now Pizza's turn. Pizza's just gonna take some stabby chops at him since I'm at a little bit of a distance, but I can still do it. 
I got a 21. 21 does hit roll damage. And that's six. And I'm going to do it again. And I got a 10. 10 does not hit. Your first hit strikes, and it hits what used to be the floorboards of the of the extra-large mimic. Um, you dig into its plates a little bit, but they are sturdy. You pull back, and you are a little bit slow to the draw on your second attack, and it manages to bring the guillotine blade down and deflect your halberd. A shame. That's all I got. Okay, next in the order is James. You are currently grappled. I only have one action for a turn. <laughs> Spellcasters, man. Hmm, okay. But yeah, the whole point is you're supposed to be able to throw a spell out there. Your lightning rod is constructed. You never put it away from the previous session. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You could run past everybody and go to the jail. Yeah, I'm just going to do the lightning lore. That's a 12 strength check for him. 12 strength, okay. Um, he managed to roll a 22. Okay, so he takes half as much. Okay. Uh, two. Two damage? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So your lightning shoots out of the rod, and it begins to sear the exterior of it, but then the guillotine, after deflecting Pizza's blade, comes down and manages to knock your blade away from itself, where the magic dissipates before you can get it back onto the body. Zio, it is now your turn. Hello. I've been talking to myself. I'm within five feet of him. Correct. You are within five feet of him. Okay. My friends are within five feet of him. Yes, they are. They are currently grappled by him, though, so I don't know if you could get a flanking advantage for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pull out my rapier and slash natural fucking one. <laughs> I did say from bad to worse, and it does seem to be living up to that. Um, your rapier attack, it sinks into what you thought was its foot, but it was actually just a floorboard. Yeah. Do you have another one of those? <laughs> I do not. I'm trying to think what I should do, if anything. Nope, that's it. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Top of the order, it is the Mimic's turn, and he is going to go ahead and chow down on one of his captures. It goes after MK. Oh no. You are grappled, which means it gets advantage on your attacks thanks to its grappler feet. It is its blade is going to come its blade arm is gonna come down, and you're gonna see where the edge of the blade is. Teeth are gonna shoot out in addition to the blade. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no god no. <laughs> Does an eighteen hit your armor class? Uh yes. Okay. You take uh ten piercing damage and three acid damage. MK's not looking good. That is the end of the Mimic's turn. MK, it's your turn. Okay. Oh, uh, roll a concentration check on Pass Without a Trace as well. Yeah, concentration check? It's like a raw d20 and or does he add his con save to it? it is a con- it's basically, it's a constitution saving throw. Okay, roll a constitution saving throw for me. Four. Is that plus your modifier? Yes. Okay, you lose concentration on Pass Without a Trace. It's because a guillotine shaped filled with teeth just attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> I am fully distracted. <laughs> you don't say. You're, val- you're valid, MK. You are very valid. Thank you. Go ahead. It is your turn. You will make okay. it what you will. You are currently attached to the mimic. Okay. And it, 
I just to confirm, uh, it's been a long time since I've initiated combat with MK. Mm-hmm. I can attack twice and then initiate the key point for two, un- two additional unarmed strikes. I'm reading that correctly, right? Yes, that is okay. what you did last time. It takes right. you, you, do the, you do the two, and, and then, then you use the key, key point, point to use your bonus action to make two attacks. I believe you can also just regularly use your bonus action to make one attack, but the key point makes it two. Fantastic. Okay. All right, well, he's going to do the exact same thing. He's going to try and punch this guy. Here's his first one. Yeah, roll all four rolls for me, and then roll damage based off of how many hits I say you get. Okay, 14, natural 20, 15, and 12. All attacks hit. Oh, my God. Okay. So you got um, a lot of damage died to roll. Uh, what's your plus? Like, you roll... Your, what's, your, what's your damage die? Six plus three. Okay. So roll 46. We're adding six. And then we add 12. So whatever you roll with the 46 plus 12. Four. You rolled three one, four ones? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I was just counting the number 15 base damage. Uh, and then that's that. And that's my key point as well, right? Mammoth, uh, Mammoth uh, there's nothing you could have done. He was unconscious. You guys had to walk up to him to check. <laughs> and take a medicine <laughs> roll to determine that he was, in fact, breathing. It was a really easy medicine roll. Well, here's the thing. You, you nap in Mimic Town, you get what's coming. <laughs> you know, if, if I go into, like... A crack house that's currently being raided by the SWAT team, mm-hmm. and I lay down with a gun in my hands. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a bad place to be. I mean, I don't disagree with you because that's effectively what just happened. <laughs> Should never have been in here. He was, he was unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time, the wrong condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, these mimics should have been eating him, so he probably worked for them. MK will say that. Don't worry, Zio. Anyone not being eaten by these mimics was definitely a tiefling. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got that damage? Sorry, what was did, that? Did you roll the D4, the 64, uh, the 4D6? Mm-hmm. That was a 15 from the 4D6 plus, did you say that, 12? So yeah, let, me, let me double check that. 12 plus 6, so 18 plus 15 is what the total is. Sorry, you, you were right. I forgot to account for the uh, max D6. Oh, okay. 15. 15 plus 18 is 33. You dealt 33 damage. Oof. He's running out of key points, though. <laughs> He's running real low on life points as well. All right. <laughs> you, you go into an absolute frenzy, just pounding against this thing. You're seeing these fake wooden boards cracking, and more and more juice begins to spill out of this thing. It is just amazing to watch. It's like a ravenous beaver attacking a log. <laughs> it is now Pizza's turn. Pizza's gonna do the same as before and just take choppy chops. All right. First attack is a six. Six is a miss. And my second attack is an 11. Second attack is an 11. That misses as well. I'm sorry. Damn it. Pizza's too distracted. Yeah, your hand's rattling from that first deflection. It's just really hard to get a clean hit on this thing. Especially since you're attacking over Zio's shoulder and two of your allies are attached to it like bad body armor. Okay, it is now James Bronze's turn. Um, uh, we're gonna do like Nor again. Go ahead. That is a strength saving throw for me. Rolling. Not 20, sir. Okay. Uh, I still take half damage though. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, don't worry, I'm not trying to, uh... I'm not trying to steal anything from spells anymore. <laughs> I already got my one uh, shot of lightning. I'm still paranoid from that. I'm so sorry. 
At the very least, I can promise you this much. There are no counterspellers in this campaign. Thank God. <laughs> All right. You deal three damage. Same thing as last time. It's just hard to get your rod to stay on it while it's moving around and attacking your friends. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a bonus action that I apparently haven't done in a while. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, pizza bardic inspiration. All right. How do you go about doing that? Pizza. Chubidi-bibidi-boobidi-bop. Uh, <laughs> what? I pointed at the mimic. <laughs> I think that was Pizza. racist. Pizza's gonna... Pizza's gonna kind of lift up his halberd a little bit. Finesse! <laughs> Does he get a d6, or...? It's a d8. Ooh, spicy. What do I do with this? I assume you know better than me, James. <laughs> Oh, for 10 minutes, the creature can add uh, one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Okay. Cool. All right. Back to the fight. Pizza, you are attacking? No, I just attacked. You're right. James gives the moat to Pizza. Pizza, you now have a little uh, orb of happiness floating around you. It is now Zio's turn. Seven time, right here. All right. Stab, if you can. Oh, you said that. I got a 21. Uh, that, in fact, does stab. I congratulate you on this uh, feat that you have performed. I am proud of you and your high rolls. I think you are a valid and happy person. I'm totally not teasing you. <laughs> 10 points of slashing damage, and then because I have two people within 5 feet of him, 2d6, that's 6, that's 16 points of damage. All right. This creature is starting to look pretty haggard, guys. Let's throw your dagger at him next time. <laughs> um, oh, do you have something else? Um, I was going... No, I really want to go check in on that, that dead guy over there, but I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Not in the middle of combat, no. All right. Uh, top of the order, it is now the guillotine mimic's turn. He's going to choose randomly again. MK, let's hope you survive, okay? You are still grappled. It is still attacking with advantage. You're hoping. <laughs> Nat 20, sir. That does hit. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I have a way to intervene here. I just have to find it. Okay. It's one of my side things. When you or another creature you can see within 30 feet takes damage, you can use your reaction to expend one psionic energy, roll the die, and reduce the damage taken by the number rolled, plus my intel modifier. Okay. A uh, minimum of one, as I create a momentary shield of telekinesis. Okay, so the damage roll is going to be reduced by the amount that you roll. Go ahead and tell me that amount. Correct. Uh, looks like it's 1d8 plus one. So coming at you with a four. Plus one is five. Four plus one is five, so you reduce the damage by five. All right. Sorry, it's not much. Here comes the damage. I mean, it could save him. We know MK's low. MK gives a solemn nod of appreciation to pizza. He says a finesse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, the bite comes down on you. It deals eight plus three piercing damage, so that is 11 into your throat. Five of that is reduced, so you take six piercing damage. He's down. Hmm? You're down? Well, 
And the acid damage sucks too, but I think that's irrelevant because it is roped into that damage. So MK is currently unconscious and attached to the mimic. Okay. You have a big old skull on you now, so we can remember that you're not going next. Or ever. <laughs> next in the order is MK, who is currently down. Go ahead and roll a death saving throw. You finally got your TPK green. <laughs> I told you, the mimic's not doing well itself. It is in shreds. Death save, please. I don't even know how to roll that. 1d20, you and the gods, that's all it is. You have to beat 10. All right. Or is it 10 or greater? It's a slight advantage in favor of the player, right? It is 5. Uh, you rolled a 5? That's a failed save. You are one failed, no passes. Goodbye, sweet prince. Pizza, it is now your turn. Yeah, Pizza's doing all he can do, taking swings. I'll use that bardic inspiration on this next one. <laughs> Probably should have used that on that side eye if I could. So this attack roll was a 14. Mm, okay, yeah, 14 hits. Go ahead and roll your next attack roll. Let's just get them all good. Second attack roll will be an 11. Okay, and now you can choose to roll your bardic inspiration in addition to that, because you roll before okay. I tell you the result. And what do I do on top of that? It's a D8. Mm -hmm. Okay. So an 11 plus an 8 is going to make 19. Okay. Definite hit. And then I roll the DC 13 save against the thunder, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. I pass that save. So do I take half damage? E or take, make it or take equal to damage roll. I don't think. And you rolled an 8 on that die, James? Who, me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Pizza, you rolled an 8 yes. on the inspiration? Okay. So Correct. Take, so I'm assuming you take 4 thunder damage as the smack, as the attacking, or as the attacks rain down upon me. So I'll add 4 damage. Go ahead and roll your damages, Pizza. First one is 8. Second one is 9. Okay. 8 and 9. That is 17 plus 4, 21. How do you kill the guillotine mimic? Oh boy. Well, I'm never good at these graphic killy, killy McKill kill things. I'm gonna just <laughs> chop him. Well, tell me where you chop him. Uh, I chop him in the face. Chop his tongue off, chop his teeth out, chop him in the eye. You ascertain that its face, which where all the eyes are probably bulging out, is somewhere around the hole that you would normally stick a prisoner's neck before you guillotine their head off. So you jam your halberd up into the hole, catching one of the eyes as it's merging from the body. You slash that, and then you put both hands on it, leverage down, and you gouge out the center of it with the thunder of James' thing ringing out. This destroys the mimic. It lingers back for a moment. The guillotine arm falls limp, and then it begins to crumble and dissolve around. MK is put on the ground. Does anybody help him? Yes. <laughs> is anybody carrying healing potions? I don't think so. No. Does anybody have a healing spell? Nope. <laughs> James, you don't even have like a cure wounds or healing word? Uh, oh, I have cure wounds. Yes. All right. You can save him. He doesn't have to make a save if you use that on him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your healing so we know how much HP he gets. Ten. All right. That's a lot, actually. So, MK, you, things are starting to go black. Your air screens are popping up and telling you about critical failures all over your body. <laughs> but then 
the screen flares back to life and slowly systems are showing up as operational, although damaged. You are awake. You are alive. Dear God, guys, I... Oh, one second. He slaps his <laughs> box. I'm back. Thank you for saving me. Did we get him? We got, yes, we got him. Uh, what? Um, should we retrieve the collar of that uh, the survivor uh, that uh, Geo killed? I see no survivors here. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, Zio. Me either. You have reached the body, and you can now interact with it. You can see that it is, in fact, bleeding red out of its head. Or whatever comes mixed with gray matter whenever blood and gray matter juice is involved. Yeah, take out the dagger, and I <laughs> toss it to Zio. Thank you. Uh, and then I'll take the collar off of the person. Okay, you guys have a second dog tag. <laughs> oh no! This is worse. <laughs> you were hoping for a moment it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so somebody broke in or something. That is valid, but nope, this is in fact one of the uh, servants. Mm, you know, Zio, in retrospect, we're just paid to collect these, doesn't matter how. He, sh- he shrugs. <laughs> I appreciate your cold and calculating professionalism. All right, James, on the body, you find an additional 10 gold and 80 silver. Hmm. So with that, you have the second dog tag. You have 10 gold, 80 silver. All right, MK is revived. You guys have retrieved the dog tag, although it did not retrieve the servant. What will you do from here? Can we look at the dog tag? Does it say anything? It is a lot like the other ones. It has on the front of it an impression of a marlin. And on the back of it, you can see there are a couple studs or little dots point poking out, kind of similar to Braille. If you look at the other dog tag you have, you'll see that the dots are in a different position. This must be uh, their form of identifying the various people per their tag as whatever this dotting system is. How, was, how well was this uh, individual dressed? They're dressed uh, in commoner's clothes. They are wearing a short apron. They're they're just a normal person. Did they look like they had a specific role, like a cook or a butler? With here, it, it does appear probably cleaning was the primary task of most people. You can <clears throat> you can see implements on their person, such as grime under their finger. Maybe they're holding a sponge. It was pretty clear that this person was in the midst of cleaning whenever whatever shit went down, went down. Considering they're in the upper floor, this is probably the person who cleaned the upper floor. Can MK, like, wipe his finger across an object that's close by? Yes, you may. He just wants to test for dust? Are you testing for mimics, too? Just dust. Okay. You can choose something like a wall, which is less likely to be a mimic, and you can see if there's dust. Okay. Um, your finger comes up pretty dusty. This is, in fact, an attic, and it was more likely to come up dusty than not. Zio, you can rest well knowing at least they weren't a, a hard worker. <laughs> Jeez, See, man. He's, he's cleaning the the blood and brain matter off of uh, his dagger with with his boot. He's, like, scraping it off on the heel of his boot. He pulls his hood up and sheaths all of his daggers and swords. That's so cool. 
Have you ever considered becoming an MK unit? <laughs> uh, my friend, I have, I have smaller, smaller things to worry about. Fair enough. Or personal things. Understand. Oh, I forgot I was gonna say something about us being some kind of suicide squad earlier. The joke has passed, but it still was there. <laughs> that, well, let's that go. That is funny. Thank you. Yes, let's leave. Uh, if you guys walk towards the uh, trap door, you'll be teleported back to the closet, and you'll be able to make your way from there. Zia is the first one out, followed shortly by James. It looks like MK and Pizza are just coming right behind. Everybody's all cramped in the closet at the moment. Everybody's making their way out into the master bedroom. You guys are just walking past all these mimic corpses that you have recently dis destroyed. You see the body is completely puddled now, and it's more oil spilly than ever before. Uh, I pick up the note. Okay. I'm just going to take a look because we can't freaking read it. That works. You can add the note to your inventory, and I'll try to remember that it's there as well. Okay. Zeo oh. walks towards the northern hallway, and he finds that there are three more rooms further into this hallway, as well as uh, a room to the left side that has a wash closet symbol on it. Merda. He's like, he's got, he's rubbing his temples with his thumb and his middle finger, much like I'm doing right now. Oh, James, you do go up one paranoia for the guillotine being right underneath you, okay? Okay. You are currently at three. As MK walks by these desks, are there writing utensils like a, he's looking specifically for a pencil? So, yes, at the desk, you can see there's uh, quills. Um, if you were to open one of the drawers, you would find, like, architecture pencils. Okay. They are large, a little ungangly, but yes, pencils. Okay, I'll grab one of those, maybe a sheet of blank paper. Uh, you could use the book that James took, but if you would like a, a sheet to yourself, you would have to dig into the cabinets a little deeper, and you would find one. Yeah, I'll dig a little deeper and grab one. James, James Wade. Oh, yes? I just remembered there's an old trick to this. Uh, and he'd like to put the piece of paper uh, underneath that last impressed, impressed uh, page, and I'll like, use the the lead from the pencil to like gently cover up all the text, right? So that you can see an outline of the text more clearly. All right. You, in fact, do make a proper impression and you are now able to read the message. It appears to be somewhat misspelled, but you guys will be able to see it here. The note reads to our audience, a cave has been discovered. Send and escort and a reconnaissance team at Wunse. Make a request with the House of the Deep, Mikatelero. It is very, very, very misspelled, probably hastily written in some fashion, based off of the size of the lettering. You may be able to determine that. But in summary, something about a cave, requesting backup, and something about the House of the Deep. Um, when we walked in, did we notice any sort of like punch-in system? Like it seems like these name tags are useful to like they're useful to identify employees, but they almost seem like an old like punch clock system. Did we see any sort of machinery like that when we first came into the house? Not in this household. And considering how old this household is, 
it's it, 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 it was built a decade ago if they were to have a system like that it probably would exist at the main residence but definitely wouldn't be out for uh guests to see it'd probably be back in a help room somewhere and no i i did not consider that that's a good idea <laughs> okay. i have a question mk is yes? not interested in that what remember the the barrel it was like a company what was the initials on that wait on the thames barrel I think it was that one, yeah. It or are you, some... think, or are you it... thinking about the uh, the guy who was building the ra- the train tracks? <sighs> I can't remember which one it was. It's one of those two. I don't believe Tim's barrel had any markings on it. That that was specifically his property, and it was something okay. he was conducting business out of. Um, the barrels that were next to the guy who was laying down the train tracks had something to do with the such and such a railway company. I don't think that is relevant to this particular message so i don't know exactly where you're going to i i did that more as a gag to like <laughs> he works for a railroad company dm's railroad that was just a minor thing it's not it doesn't play anything deeper as far as the plots of this go it's clever um if somebody would like to roll a history check they may be able to determine what the house the, of the deep is if that's the question yeah i'll do that all right. Anybody want to help with advantage or roll their own check? Uh, help with advantage. Okay. Uh, James, go ahead and roll with advantage. <laughs> I rolled a one and a two. A uh, one and a two? Yeah. You Damn. have no idea what the House of the Deep is. Since coming to King's Bay, you have encountered a couple symbols of the houses. One was a whale. Another one was a, a white bird. And another one, or you remember the Clam Clan, obviously. They were the people who were in conflict with the guy who was laying down the train tracks. And after you killed the gambler, the gambling people, <laughs> Tobias Wank, some people showed up with a turtle symbol on their shirts. You don't remember any mention of the House of the Deep. And obviously, the people you're working for are the Mikatelleros or the House of the Swordfish. So... You do not know who the House of the Deep is. Swordfish go pretty deep. <laughs> but so do turtles. So do whales. <laughs> right whales do too, oh man. There are, as far as you know, let's see. One, oh, actually, Lady Amura also mentioned a meeting with the House of the Jaw. So the only, you only know of six of the eight houses. So you would assume that this is probably a seventh one that you haven't yet to encounter. I don't know. It seems like it makes it even worse. Whales and turtles and swordfish all have jaws. I know. What's a deep-jawed fish? Anglerfish. <laughs> oh, it's the house of the anglerfish. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% believe this right now. <laughs> Everyone, I realize we're on a mission. But is there a chance we can duplicate the two name tags we found and leave? This place scares me. <laughs> and I fear no man. Uh, roll. Well, we would assume that since you know that the bumps on the back are different, you would not know what bumps are on the ones that remain. Therefore, it would be very, very difficult to duplicate them. God himself has thought of this scheme. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like password management, something you know and something you have. That's two-factor authentication right there. Um, so 
What now? Keep keep checking rooms? No more on easy. What did what did you say, Peter? Finesse. No <laughs> more on easy? Yes. Peter will drag his finger across his throat. Oh, no more killing of the innocents. We'll try our best. All right, let's take a moment to take stock as well. How is everybody's HP? Not good. How is everybody's uh, actions and spells? Not good. Low. Not good. I feel right. fine. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you guys do know that the only due date that was even mentioned for this was potentially Amura having a tea date with uh, Yotina tomorrow. That was at noon. The current time is something around 3.30 p.m. It's only been two hours since you guys arrived on the island. So Jesus, fucked up for that two hours. <laughs> you guys have twenty hours until you have to turn something in. So you guys, as far as time's going, you guys are doing good. There is time to make a rest here. We have done an incredible amount of damage in two hours. <laughs> we have killed a man, destroyed a home. I fully intend on burning this place down when we get the fourth one. <laughs> And what's that smoke in the distance I see through this window? <laughs> we can assume the boat has drowned itself by now, but that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. So should we camp out here, have some rest? Yeah. Maybe we rest. Maybe reconvene at the party to make certain everybody's okay. <laughs> I thought we were the party. Well, you guys are the active party. There is currently at least two other members and a horse that are also included. <laughs> On a boat. They are on a boat. Right. <laughs> yes, let's, let's return to the boat and um, check on me. Yes, let's go and look at the boat. I am sure that it is there and it looks better than ever. Like a yeah. brand new boat. Oh, yeah. You don't shake. The boat is pretty fantastic. It's the first home I've ever really had. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. We'll head down there. I'm going to go ahead and drag everybody over to the staircase just so you guys can navigate out easier. Your characters do have to walk the path. You have to get out there if you want to make certain that you are safely returning. The, the first two people out are James and Zio. They are currently by the dead statue. Pizza is slowly behind them. Nobody has happened to trigger any additional traps. MK, are you having trouble moving? <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting down there, but I'm going to get it. killed everything. Oh, there we go. Yeah, fortunately, you guys have wrecked a whole lot of carnage. So <laughs> everybody is now outside. Zio is in the lead. Pizza is taking the long way around for some reason. I assume it's just to make my life Pizza's more going to the cabana. Okay, Pizza's going to the cabana. Wait, wait, wait Pizza. Come back. This is a mistake. Ludoman! Ludoman! Ludoman Isi! I don't speak. Imagine if I just start speaking French. I don't speak your language. Zio, where's right. the boat? <laughs> yes, Zio, please explain this situation. Yotina walks up and says, uh, uh, so... Oh, by the oh, way, an armchair attacks MK from the cabana. Fuck. We, we'll get back to that. Actually, no, we'll get through this really fast. Okay. Uh, with advantage, because it's a surprise. Okay. Does a... Crap, you're nearly dead! <laughs> Does a 23 hit you? No, interesting, yes. Okay. <laughs> Pizza, damn you! 
You take eleven. <laughs> no, sorry. You take nine bludgeoning damage, and you are considered grappled. Oh God! He's because not Pizza is literally right next to this, he's going to attack too. Okay. I was gonna say I have a reaction that allows me to hit things that come into my oh, strike distance. Considering that, go ahead if you want to use the psionic power to reduce the damage. That might be helpful. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, come on, mouse, work with me. Trackball, go. And your reaction does not work if it doesn't enter your range, which you are standing right next to it. So finesse that you have you have to do it when it enters, and you don't automatically know where the uh, chair is when it's not uh, moving. Eight nine damage reduce. Nine damage reduce. Okay, so you completely uh, negate the attack, but MK is still grappled. MK, go ahead and roll an attack against the chair mimic. It's gonna attempt to, to punch it. Okay. Uh, ten. Ten to hit? That is a miss, sir. Oh god, I'm sorry, no. but the chair is attached to your butt. Oh, <laughs> my butt. walking away from it when it did, so when you turn around to try to find it, you just kind of swing it around. It's on my butt. <laughs> punch my butt, pizza, punch it. <laughs> pizza, please roll in. I was, I was wrong. He would take one point of damage. It was straight eight, not nine. Oh, uh, okay. You, you I thought there was a plus one on that. Okay. Uh, first attack is a seven. Seven does not hit. Oh, right. oh my uh, god, my butt is going to get eaten. It's an advantage roll because you are currently grappled by it, too. Second attack also does not hit. Uh, no second attack. This is the uh, oh. okay. this is the trap combat. Does a 16 hit your AC, MK? It does. Okay. You take seven piercing damage and three... Acid damage. I assume you're down. He's down. Oh. <laughs> There's a second attack, though, so the party convenes and eliminates this thing. Uh, <laughs> a steaming pile of just garbage. MK needs another res, or else he's going to die. Hey, I'll cast Cure Wounds again. Oh, 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 I've seen the other side twice. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not making you roll the paranoia damage because that'd be just cruel. Seven. Thank you. Seven hit points. <laughs> All right. So Zio, explain this situation. Yotina runs. I, I I haven't seen another boat yet, but uh, you know, our 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 boat burned really well. I I've been I've been thinking if we have to, there's two canoes over there by the cabana. We could probably use those. Oh, excellent, excellent. Thank thank you, Yotina. We'll send those out and light those on fire too. No, 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 no. We need those to get back. <laughs> One sec. Mr. Volo, Mr. Volo. Um, I, I don't know if we haven't checked to see if they're mimics yet. We gotta make certain they're safe first. Volo's here? Also, well, no, sorry. I was, I was acclimating to somebody's voice. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't checked them for mimics yet. And also, those aren't big enough to carry Joy back. Like, we get back just fine, but we gotta find another big boat if we're gonna be able to get out of here with Joy. We're not leaving Joy behind. That is correct. Uh, I would stay behind uh, in place of Joy if I had to. No, she, she's too big. She would she would fall out. It's not it's not an issue of who has to stay behind. It's the boat. The uh, canoe's too small for a horse. Looks like there's a bunch of trees around here. Horses can swim for a very long distance, my young ragazzo. There's also uh, plenty of palm trees around here. We could uh, uh, chop up and make a raft. 
That is that pretty adequate. Yeah, if you guys could construct a raft specifically for joy. It's also like beach cabana. Take that apart. <laughs> Plenty of wood objects as well. Definitely right there. Leo's drinking again. As as this conversation is going on, and as uh, Zio commits to alcoholism, uh, you guys actually do manage to see a ship. And it is moving towards you. It is slowly getting larger and larger as it gets closer and closer. Sure hope it's not a pirate ship. <laughs> not in the best situation for combat. As it gets closer and closer, you see at the top of the mast, there is a flag. It is red. And on it, there is the depiction of a shark. Oh, boy. This appears to be a boat of one of the houses, and it pulls up to the dock. And you can see on the boat, there are approximately four individuals, one of who is a particularly large and burly minotaur. He shouts out as the boat gets close to the dock, and he says, Ahoy there, friends! Are you having a little bit of a, a ship problem? He points to approximately where the, uh, the boat that Zio burnt up is probably laying now. Yes, Zio, which you can explain. It worked perfectly. I <laughs> oh. do not know <laughs> what you complain about. You send the boy. You send him to me. You send Ragazzo. You t he tells me, get the message out. I go all the way across over to Kingsbury to the docks. No one speak to me. No one speak to me. No one at all. I try to speak to people. No one speak to me. I take you. I take your Tina. I take your goddamn blue, sh your blue horse. I bring them back over here. I have no idea what to do. I have to get a message out is what they tell me. And so I light the boat on fire to draw someone here. And now, lo and behold, the house of the jaw is here. House of the jaw. <sighs> he does have a point. Although, what about my artisanal collection of small dolls? <laughs> they were in my cabin. Tell me you saved the dolls. <laughs> MK, there was no cabin on that boat. There wasn't oh. a cabin. <laughs> I might be losing my mind. There was a cabin on the boat. It was a small sailing ship. It was big enough for somebody to go under the deck. I saved these novelty wine bottles, and I saved the goddamn blue horse. Oh, that's right. It was a blue horse, not a collection of small dolls. Somebody turns to you and says, oh, What about the uh, the vase? That was on the boat too, wasn't it? And he's looking around for it frantically. Yes, it's over on the dock. I put the horse's food in that. So. You look over to where you set the vase down and the vase is gone. Uh, your horse must have ate the vase. We eat the horse. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Uh, I was right here the whole time. I saw you put it over there. Nobody even went to go touch it. I walk over to where I set the vase down. Do you? What vase? Fuck you, Green. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so mad. <laughs> I specifically said I set it there. Yes, no, you did. No. You did say that. And you did set a vase there. Uh -oh. And you filled it with oh, hay. Jesus. Did this horse eat the vase? Do you want to check Joy's mouth? Somebody would have definitely not let that happen. Somebody would have definitely not let that happen. No question. Are you not somebody? I'll, I'll poke somebody a little bit. Is he sticky? No. 
I'm definitely somebody. You have to tell us if you're a mimic, we're cops. <laughs> I don't think I have to tell a cop anything. That's what my dad said. But I'm not a mimic. I am somebody. Okay, just making sure. Do you have the fish? Well, I assumed it got sunk with the boat because I saw the boat on fire when I got out here and I didn't see a vase. So is it, was it, did he set it on the dock or did he set it on the boat? He set it on the dock. Okay, so why would it have sunk in with the boat? I set the vase on the dock. I didn't see it when I got out here, so I didn't really know what to think and I didn't really have a proper explanation. Joy. He's walking over very severely towards Joy. Joy doesn't say anything. She's a horse. He he like grabs her face and like pries her mouth open to look inside. You see hay. Little bits of hay, probably uh, somewhat uh, dissolved via saliva and the acids and saliva, but you don't see any signs of pottery. All right. I check her hooves. Check her hooves. No sign of pottery dust. There's not even a sign of damaged base on the dock itself. It was a blue vase, so it'd be very easy to see blue powder, but there is nothing like that. Yeah. I reach around, like, grab at the area where I know that I sat it. There is no invisible vase in the area that you know you sat it. Fuck. You look around the dock, you look in the water, see if Joy knocked it over. There is no vase there, no shards, nothing like that. And these pi- what, are, what are these people on the boat doing right now? They are currently just lashing the boat to the dock to make certain it's not going to drift away. They just barely got here. They just got here. Was the vase a mimic? that was content to let us carry it around. And with that, everybody, we are going to end tonight's episode. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, and thank you so very much for joining us this evening. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Vanessa, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Astria D&D shenanigans. MK has only played three sessions, but has, through his life, consistently performed higher damage than Clayton Dune's <laughs> human fighter ever did. That's what the power of punches do.